You already know that subscriptions can add predictable recurring revenue to your store. But did you know that Bold Subscriptions has added a ton of new features to make it even more profitable? Their convertible subscription feature first lets customers subscribe to one product and then automatically switch it to a different one the second month. Why? This way you can set up trial sizes, free samples, like uh, all those shaving websites. They've also added a cancellation flow to keep people on the subscription that I think is really cool. It's like abandoned cart recovery, but for subscriptions. So if you've ever tried to cancel your Audible account or anything like it, you'll see what I mean. If you say you don't like it, the books, they'll offer you one for free. If you say it's too expensive, they'll try to give you a deal on the next month. Basically, Bold built this into the subscriptions app, and it stops up to 30% of customers from canceling their subscriptions. And their most recent feature is the subscription buy button that lets you sell your subscriptions directly with a link that's perfect for email, blog posts, Facebook, whatever. Now, one of the things I personally love about it is that customers can manage everything about their subscriptions by themselves. They can log in, pause, skip, edit, update, payment info, their address, swap products, add products, whatever. They can just manage everything themselves. That's a huge time savings for merchants because it means fewer customer support requests. Now, if you want to add predictable recurring revenue to your business, Bold's offering their subscription app to listeners of the unofficial Shopify podcast free for 60 days. Go to kurtelster.com slash bold to install it. That's kurtelster.com slash bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. I wish I had the SMS noise as my intro, but I'm not a monster, so I keep my phone muted at all times. Are you worried about mobile messaging annoying your customers? Well, I think the ROI is there, and I think if you do it right, it won't annoy your customers, but I need someone smarter than me to convince me and to convince you. So I'm joined today by Ari Baga, who is an expert in mobile messaging, he has spoken uh, at conferences like Traffic Conversion Summit and Conversion Conference and DTC Day, all things I have not even been invited to speak at yet. <laughs> Ari's the founder of Converse Smart. He has served in the U.S. Army. He's a smart guy. He knows more about SMS marketing than anyone else I know. And so what I did, I, I posted in my Facebook group and I said, hey, what are your SMS questions? And I got a whole list of great questions here to ask him. But the thing I want to start with, Ari, is... 
the the FUD around SMS, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. People are, are well, merchants anyway, seem terrified of SMS marketing, but like, don't think twice about, you know, sending an email blast to an ill-gotten email list, right? At least based on the sheer number of newsletters I know I didn't sign up for, but still somehow I'm on. Um, but uh, SMS, they're afraid of it. So someone, uh, I want, the question I want to open with you for our Q&A, Ari, is uh, a gentleman who said, I don't do any SMS marketing presently because I personally hate it as a consumer, but that's really the only research I've done on it. I find it incredibly intrusive and curt. Oh my gosh, this poor man. Uh, and so what he, that was his, that was his setup. He's tortured by SMS. If you text him, he like just wants to die. And his, his name's Jeff, and his, so his question there is, are there any stats tracked about loss of customer affinity, like fewer repeat orders, unsubscribes? It seems like the financial ROI is there in the short term, but I worry about the long-term loss of goodwill. Please put this to rest. Yes, let's do it. So first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, super excited to talk about SMS. Um, and this is one of the things that I hear all the time. So every time I talk to marketers, it's either someone is really pro SMS or they're really against SMS. That's kind of like what we've seen uh, talking to many direct-to-consumer e-commerce marketers or people have received like calls from telemarketers trying to sell them something. So people are very reluctant to give away their phone numbers. So a lot of the time is more of like a personal thing where people have had that experience. Like we've all experienced this. Like I remember when I was in New York and I got like a probably like 10 different messages from President Trump. I never remember ever opting in for any presidential campaigns ever, but I got like 10 different ones. Uh, so this is probably like people who have experienced things like this and they never like opted in. So it's like, okay, like them doing it now feels like they're, they're kind of like doing what the spammers are doing. But like we said, it's the same people who would go and email a full list uh, that probably didn't opt in that are still scared of sending those messages out via text. But the thing is, we've done the research. Uh, we have tons of data on it. Uh, we've launched the 2020 State of DTC Text Marketing Report with a lot of information. Uh, and what we found out is that there's no reason for someone to be scared of text marketing. And here's why. The average consumer is spending more and more time on their mobile device. Over 90% of Americans can be reached via text. and Demographic, demographics between ages of 18 and 62 prefer text over any other communication method. And if you really think about it, when we communicate with friends, family, coworkers, we use messaging apps, right? And SMS is probably one of the primary apps that we use. And it doesn't matter who it is. Everybody opens their text message. Like I've seen like people who have never like opened their emails, but when it comes to text, they always open every single text message. And that's the first thing that we need to know that consumers are on that channel. And the thing about marketing is that like businesses have to go where the consumer is at. So it's the same thing here where personally you might think that it may not work or it's invading um, and no one should ever sign up for it. But the data shows otherwise the consumer are signing up to get these text messages. They're receiving text messages from presidential campaigns to factor authentication order delivery confirmations yeah, a, a lot, lot of customer people. service stuff starting to happen via sms like our internet went out oh i caught and so i called and it was entirely automated it said hey do you want to text us with updates said, yeah of course that'd be really convenient so i signed up for it 
um, or I drop my car off for service. Same deal. I start getting text messages about it. And I'm like, I know I didn't opt. I did felt like I didn't opt into it, but I was thrilled at the convenience of it. Um, and so like once we went from like, all right, it's for friends and family to it's for customer service. To it's for notifications. Uh, when you're just so close to SMS can be used for marketing messages that I don't see the issue, right? It's like that mindset shift has already happened, whether or not you want to accept it. Yeah, and this is just a start. There's a lot of building going on in the tech space where text is gonna be a very, um, very important channel where you can do transactions via text. Uh, you can have a conversation with the brand directly, get things updated, etc. So there's a lot of things that are being built within the text platform. So right now what we're doing is getting messages to those customers um, who have opted in to receive those messages. Um, so yeah, text marketing, it's, it's something that you have to try. And like I said, you are not your customer. And just because you think that you might not like it, your customers might like it. So we always recommend trying it. And usually when the revenue starts to come in, uh, I see people turn to pro text pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, we've. I looked up right before a call a client who um, does a a fair amount of SMS, and for them, a bad SMS campaign was like fifteen percent click through rate with four figures in revenue, and like that was a low performer. That's really, but it's not like you know we're not sending it to some huge list. It's a fraction of the email list size, but they're hyper engaged. The people who opt into SMS. Because we're not spamming people and we're not forcing them into it. They they volunteered and confirmed and then stayed opted in. I think that's that's the big difference there. Um, so uh, when people sign up for SMS, what are they looking for? What are their expectations? What do they want? That's what Alexandra Pup asks. Sure. So when it comes to the opt-ins, first of all, in order for an opt-in to perform, there needs to be some sort of value that you're giving away, whether you're giving a discount uh, dollar amount or percentage off, you're doing a giveaway to opt in to win something, whatever the value is, what you want to do first is deliver that value instantly. So when that customer opts in for the discount, they confirm their opt in and then they get that initial text message to say, hey, thank you for joining our list. Here's your discount code. Here's a link um, uh, to buy, right? And we all know that the average consumer doesn't buy uh, I think it's like over 90% of consumers do not buy the first time. So I think a lot of the value comes from following up. So when we think about text and email, we're really doing it because we're spending all this money driving traffic to the website. A lot of people aren't going to buy the first time. How can we capture them so we can keep nurturing them, sending them content that is relevant so that they can eventually make that purchase? So this is the same thing that we're doing here where we get their phone number, if they purchased the first time, great, but we have a whole series of automated text flows uh, that we want to send. And from the welcome series, uh, from that initial message, we have another maybe three, four messages um, and sending one maybe every three, four or five days or so, depending, depending on the audience. Some brands can be a little bit more aggressive. But uh, for the welcome series, what we want to do is provide uh, benefits of the product, uh, social proof, um, some urgency to get them to redeem that coupon. So we're doing some of these um, short text messages with creative. Uh, we do a lot of a creative within these text messages to illustrate uh, the products that we're trying to sell. Um, so it's think of it as like a 
an email welcome flow, but more in a conversational way where you're not really texting like like super serious like brands do in email. It's very casual using emojis and GIFs, etc. Uh, and just making it fun for the consumer just because that's how people text. Um, some of the top performing text messages that I've seen are just like that, very casual um, emojis and stuff like that. People really like that. Can you think of one example off the top of your head? Yeah. Um, so there was a text message uh, that we've sent. So first of all, this client has been doing really great um, in terms of their revenue, right? They're doing over like one point five million a month uh, in text marketing alone. Whoa! Uh, which is yeah, which <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, for this client, we did a campaign where. Um, they have this guy in the warehouse uh, who's actually like making sure stuff is getting delivered. So it was like a gif of the guy in the warehouse preparing orders uh, for the brand. It's like, hey, this is this this guy. He's working in the workshop. He's working really hard to make sure that your order gets there in time. Um, if you purchase, you get your order before this holiday, something like that. Uh, it was very personable and it performed really, really well. Uh, and the gift made it really fun, like having the picture of the person, the products, etc. So things like that, that you can do. Um, some other thing is like, even like doing like, uh, like sending a picture uh, of the founder and like the people behind the brand. Um, it's really personal and it works. Um, and we also done really fun things. Like if you have a fun product, for example, we have this brand that sell dog products. So we have a lot of fun with that doing like different animations of puppies and stuff like that. Um, but I don't believe in sending like gifts from Giphy, like just going there and just grabbing one and sending it. Uh, we do really branded gifts. Uh, so it illustrate your brand, um, how fun it is and the product and with a call to action. So typically we, we, th th those are some of the content that we do okay so it's it's creating original content but like it's fun it's bite-sized it fits the medium yes yeah so rachel reed had asked she said well what are some examples that makes sms feel different than email for and this is a question i've wondered as well like so you have so if someone's on your sms list it's likely they're probably also on your email list does it matter that these you know that they're getting the same thing twice does it like does that it make things better or worse? Should they be separate content? Should they be in different cadences? I really don't know. So what's the right approach here? It sounds like you have ideas. Yeah, this is a really great question. Um, and the thing about text marketing is that someone is giving you access to their personal inbox, right? So it's people are not just out hanging out, handing out their phone numbers uh, because it's a private channel. So the thing is the content in text has to be different than the content uh, that you see on your uh, email list or on your website and the promotions that you send have to be somewhat special or exclusive to your text list like you need to make that text audience feel very exclusive um, so if you're doing any sort of sale maybe sending it a day or two earlier to the list performs really well um, if you're just sending regular content with a discount make sure that that discount is not like the same offer that they can already get on your website because then what's really the point of being on your text list if they can get it on your email list but i like to play the devil's ad advocate here because when it comes to seeing uh content fatigue right seeing an ad more than once or twice like we've all we all see the same ads all the time and a lot of marketers like to make a big deal out of it, but honestly, it's not a big deal. Like we see um, like a Nike ad on the phone, um, on Instagram, on Facebook, and then you go outside, you see on the billboard, 
Uh, no one really complains about it. So it's not really like a big deal if someone like sees your message uh, more than once. Um, and also another thing that we have to think about is that the open rates on email, uh, if you're really good, you're looking at around 20%. Um, whereas on text, um, collectively, um, as a space, we've decided that it's close to 99%. So a lot of the text messages that you're sending, because consumers are opening, uh, a lot of the consumers are going to be opening those text messages. So there's a higher chance that they're going to see that text uh, versus seeing that email that you've sent. Um, so most of the time, like it's a very small amount of people that might be seeing that same message twice. And that's also if you're sending the same message. But I highly recommend making the messaging unique for text because it's more casual uh, and leveraging that creative uh, to make it a different experience for those customers that are subscribed via text. Okay. The... So with um, with SMS, are you segmenting these people or is it a mass broadcast or both? And if it is a mass broadcast, how often do you do it? That's what Will Roya wants to know. How often do I mass broadcast? Mm, that's a great question. And honestly, uh, here's something that we found. Um, so a lot of consumers are already like receiving these text messages uh, more often than people actually think. So if your weekly cadence is once or twice a week, that's not uh, an issue at all. Like we've had brands that were sending like once a month because they're so afraid that they might annoy their customers. And then we take over, we start doing once a week, then maybe twice a week. And we actually increase revenue uh, and lower their unsubscribe rate. Uh, because having that much lead time between text messages, people might forget that they've actually opted in. So that's another thing that to consider. Um, and the most important thing here is the content, right? Uh, how relevant is that audience and how relevant is that content to the audience, which leads to segmentation. Now with segmentation, it's really important. I'm not a big fan of just sending the same offer uh, to everybody because uh, what's really the point uh, <laughs> of doing that? Uh, I'm a big fan of segmentation, segmentation based on um, things that people have clicked on, segmentation based on uh, collections that people might be interested in, purchase products that were purchased in the past, um, activity, uh, text messages that they've engaged with. So being able to segment is very important. And honestly, you shouldn't be sending the same message to someone who has purchased versus someone who has not purchased because with someone who is purchased, you're trying to get them to make another purchase. And that also depends on if this is a product that they only need once a year. And then if you want them to buy again, are they gifting it to somebody, friends, family, etc. So the language should definitely be different for those who have purchased and those who have not purchased. Um, and for a product that um, is more related to weather, with text marketing, you can segment based on like different zip codes and stuff like that. Um, so we have a client that sells like um, uh, covers for cars. So in the winter, uh, if you don't want your car covered with snow, uh, if you're in like a Midwest, we can hit you up, say, hey, you know, that snowstorm hit last night. Um, <laughs> do you have your car covered? So things like that that you can do that's more um, relevant to your audience makes a big difference. But As an aside, I think segmentation by weather event and this sounds like a joke. It's really not. I think segmentation by weather event is a wildly untapped opportunity because it's just not a way we're used to thinking like, you know, the weather 10 days out across the entire country and, you know, and you could segment your audience by geographic location. 
So if it like in any way makes sense, I think it's a really clever way to go, especially with something as immediate as SMS. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of thing that you can do based on location. If you have a retail store, this is perfect. Um, targeting based on people who are in a specific area uh, could work. So I'm a big fan of segmentation. I think it's very underutilized for marketers. Um, here's another thing that I've noticed though. A lot of marketers who are getting, uh, who are used to email marketing as their list grows, creating different content for different segments uh, becomes really hard, right? Because why would I do that if I can just blast everybody uh, at the same time? Especially if you don't have all the resources that you have like one couple people working on the email team. So one of the things that ends up happening is that because you're sending to everybody, the list, uh, the, the, uh, the list starts to, the value of the list starts to decrease, decrease. So not everybody starts to open up those emails because not all the content that they've seen is relevant to them. Then your open rates start to drop, your click through rates starts to drop. And that's how you end up with like 500,000 subscribers on your email list with like, um, a five to 8% open rates, uh, because you are not segmenting, um, and tapping to these different segments that are more relevant. So what we don't want to do is do the same here where every day we're just sending to the same people, sending the same content. Um, then people are seeing the same content. So there's no need to open it anymore because they kind of already expect what you're going to be sending. So that's why I really believe that the content and text needs to be unique. Um, and also we need to segment to ensure that people are getting uh, the right message uh, at the right time. Hold up. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. I know I have. There's just a pile of packages in front of my door. I can't even get the front door open. But if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started! Visit Klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Talk to him. So I really, what I'm hearing at this point is if it seems like, well, I don't want to do SMS because it's going to be annoying and it's going to be the same as my email. Well, that's because that's what you chose to send. If you, the examples you gave were like, okay, people are creating unique original content specific to SMS as a channel. Oh, well, suddenly SMS sounds exciting. Like if you're into this brand, to begin with, that you're willing to opt into SMS. And now that brand is going to give me like actually original novel content. Oh, all right, I'm in. That sounds great. That's the running theme I'm getting here. I like this. So I want to get, I'm sold. I want to get more people onto my SMS list. And John Carlson asks, when should we be capturing tech subscribers? Like where's the opt-in happen? Do we do it at checkout? And that, like, that's his core question is, do we do this at checkout and what are, what are best practices? But I think I'm looking for like, what are the, what are the opt-in points? When, when, and how do I get people onto this list so I could send them my fabulous gifts? Yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of people think that because it's a phone number, it's completely different 
uh, how you would acquire it. But every everywhere you can acquire an email, you can acquire a phone number. It's just a matter of adding that phone field. But some of the things that we've always done is collect that phone number at the same time as we're collecting email. Because sure, text is great, uh, but always with different channels, you never know what's going to happen in the future. So it's always best to get that email and that phone number. So if anything happens uh, to text, not saying that anything is going to happen, but it's always safe to just grab both. Um, so some of the opt-ins that we always launch, we're asking for the email address first and getting the phone number second. Uh, but we also have brand that are only doing um, only phone number on mobile and then doing doing uh, email and phone number on desktop. That's probably the best use case that I've seen work. Um, so you have your pop-up, your um, on-page pop-up when someone lands on your page. Maybe they scroll 50% uh, or exit intent works great. Um, and if you're using apps like Privy, et cetera, uh, I know if someone is on a specific product, they're exiting that product, uh, you can set up a, an opt-in uh, to collect phone numbers. Um, and at this point, every app has a phone number opt-in. Uh, if they don't have it, you should probably leave them. Uh, but a lot of the opt-ins come from the getting to those subscribers on like your high traffic pages. So if you have most of your traffic on your homepage, getting that opt-in on there uh, to get them to subscribe. Checkout is also a great way to collect those subscribers. Uh, at checkout, most brands are collecting phone numbers, so it's just a matter of having a checkbox at checkout. Uh, Shopify Plus makes it really easy uh, to get that text opt-in because you can get that checkbox. Uh, if you're on regular Shopify, I'm sorry. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they don't do it on regular Shopify yet. Um, but any, Do you also, know if there's any rumors there? And this is purely speculation. No, this is true. Like it's always been like that. No, like, no, I know. I'm saying, do you think it'll? Is there any chance it changes in 2021? And again, we're guessing. Um, probably not because the Shopify Plus allows you to customize the checkout page, but the Shopify regular Shopify doesn't really let you do that unless you have a separate checkout like cart hook. You can definitely um have your text opt in with the checkbox. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then you have other channels. You can leverage your email list uh, to also grow your text list. Reason why you would do that, you get much higher open and click-through rates via text. So you can email your list and say, hey, we just started this new channel. Uh, it's our exclusive list. If you join, you get early access to our um, holiday discounts, New Year discounts, etc. You can also do that. You can leverage paid traffic. Um, like, let's say you want to do a giveaway to a landing page where you're collecting both an email and phone number. Uh, social posts also work great. People can text a keyword to a number uh, to get opted in. Uh, honestly, the options are endless. Anywhere you can capture someone's email, you can capture the phone number as long as it is compliant. Um, but the main thing is that you need to get those subscribers and it starts with getting somewhat of an opt-in up on your page uh, just to start testing things out. Um, and for the most part, by the time you've installed your opt-in, uh, if you get any amount of traffic, you should generate revenue um, within like 48 hours. Um, and that's like just being conservative, conservative. But a lot of the brands that are launching their opt-ins, uh, text just makes it really easy for someone to opt-in for like a discount that most brands offer on the homepage anyway. Uh, they get opt opted in quickly, they get that confirmation and then they redeem the discount right away and they are on your list. Um, so I would say that 
getting opt-ins is really important. And anywhere you're collecting your email, you can collect that phone number as well. Okay. Um, this is a good one. So Mark Mandel has a database of 10,000 SMS subscribers, but has never sent them an SMS. What, what should he do? Can he approach this and start sending SMS without it being spam? How do you go about this? Also, I don't know how we manage this, but. <laughs> <laughs> so what you should do is, well, depending on how you've collected those subscribers, because uh, I don't want people to think that if people have bought from your store in the past like 10 years and you have their phone numbers, they don't qualify to receive any text messages from you because they didn't really opt in to get those text messages. Um, so always make sure that you're being compliant uh, with these lists because uh, you can't take your customer's list and just start texting them. But if your subscribers have opted in compliantly, what you, you can do is start with um, engaging them, uh, in a, not by offering a discount, uh, but sending them a quick update uh, about your brand and some of the new products that you've launched. Um, that we've seen like work really well, especially if you use creative, like really illustrate the products in a way and uh, the benefits and social proof. Um, one of the, my favorite lines that I always use that works is if you have a lot of customers join over 250,000 plus customers, uh, that are using this product that that's social proof. always, yeah, that's massive social proof. <laughs> uh, and then you have the URL that always works really, really well. So engaging them with massive social proof, uh, works really, really well. Um, but one of the things that I've seen brands do is like, they always want to restart with like discounts all the time or and I know a lot of marketers think that text is just like a promotional channel where you always have to do a discount to make it work. But most of our clients, we don't even do that many discounts. Um, we refrain from doing discounts anyway, unless there's like a sale that they want to do. So you really don't have to do any sort of discount. Now, we typically use discounts to re-engage customers that are not really active. So if you have that huge list, you sent one or two text messages, there's no like response or engagement. What you can do is like, how can you offer like a much bigger discount to get those people to maybe re-engage, maybe pricing might have been an issue. So there you can do like a much bigger discount to say, hey, um, uh, this is just for our, um, our, an exclusive group of our list. Uh, here's the this big discount that you can redeem here just to see if those people would give you some sort of activity so you can get them back into your active list. So it's a really great way to leverage bigger discount to re-engage a part of your list that has not really engaged at all. So that's something that you can use um, on that end. Okay, and good approach and, and good warning there. Uh, all right, we got last two questions here and they're both good, I promise. Kenny Wavezama asks, outside of welcome and abandoned cart flows, are there any flows we should consider building without and again, here we go. Without being too annoying or aggressive. <laughs> yes. Everyone's so, uh, so scared of text. But how many yes. text messages do you send and receive a day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good question. People are receiving many, many text messages every single day. So I'm sure one text message from a brand that they've opted in for is not going to like, I don't know, not going to make them kill themselves. Uh, so like, I think people are just like crazy, like, oh, they're going to think so wrong of my brand. They're never going to shop there again. But like people are receiving text messages already. Um, so that's a great question. I think one of the flows that works really well on top of the welcome series is a coupon reminder. Now, 
This flow is probably one of my favorite flows. Uh, it works just as well as a welcome flow, and I haven't seen many brands apply this. So how it works is from the initial message, right? Someone opts in, they get that first text. Let's say they don't make the purchase. You have another flow that has maybe one or two messages. Basically, you follow up 24 hours later and saying, hey, just making sure that you saw the discount. Um, here it is. If you haven't seen it, let us know if you have any questions. Uh, otherwise, just shop, click here to redeem your discount before it expires. Um, or you can say something more like, hey, don't forget to redeem your discount code is expiring within 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever it is. Um, and that flow works really, really well. So a lot of the times when someone is in the um, buying stage, uh, sure, they might want the product. They might be having other tabs open, researching the product. But a lot of the times they want to buy the product, but for some reason they don't buy it. Uh, but with the coupon reminder, it works really well at getting people back to site the following day. So that's something that you can throw in there on top of your welcome flow that's going to perform really, really well. Um, and every single brand that we've ever done it with works really well. Um, and also an order confirmation. Order confirmation, sure, like a lot of the customers think like this is just a flow to get tell them, hey, your order uh, has been processed. Thank you for making a purchase. But when someone is in buying mode, they're more likely to buy again. So a lot of the time we'll do an order confirmation flow and it will be like a big revenue generator because we say, hey, thank you for shopping um, our website. Your order is being processed. Here's a discount for your next purchase. And people will go back and buy again, even though they just purchased. So when someone is buying mode, they're already in buying mode. So if you can find some great offers to send them right when they make a purchase, they might come back and purchase again. So that's another flow that I've seen work. Uh, abandoned Browse is also an amazing flow. Uh, Brandon Browse captures more people who have seen product pages and have not made a purchase. So with Brandon Browse, uh, you can collect more people than the abandoned cart flow, for example. So you can send people messages uh, to get them to come back to the website because they've seen certain pages and you can customize those messages to get them to purchase again. Those browse um, abandonment flows, I think those are totally underutilized. And the real magic is in like, if you know, okay, this product or this collection is like, you know, these top 10 products are 80% of my revenue. You do a browse abandonment flow like specific to those, maybe with like a link to an FAQ post. Um, and that really kills. Yes. Um, and another underutilized um, flow is customer support. Now, when it comes to text, obviously we're sending these messages to customers. Sometimes customers have questions. Um, and a lot of the times with text, you get a lot of casual responses, right? Sometimes you send a text, people will say thank you. Uh, they just send back emojis and stuff like that. And don't, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, but sometimes people have questions about products. So getting people to, um, your, maybe getting your customer support team to respond to those text messages is also a great way to um, add on revenue. Um, and the reason why I also like to do it is because text is a two-way communication channel. So you're texting someone, they respond, you text them back. So using text marketing, if your customers are responding, you should be you know, replying back to them if they have questions about product. And a lot of times they're ready to make a purchase and they just want to be heard. Um, and one of our, our team, like managing brands, we respond to uh, our brand's customers on their behalf. Uh, we make sure that it's on brand and all that cool stuff. And what we've noticed is that sometimes people are 
<laughs> they just want to be heard. They just want to make sure that there's someone on the other side of the brand uh, that's actually that they can talk to before making their decision. So when you get those customers, their answers are more likely to also make a purchase and also just good um, a good impression on your brand if someone is texting you back to just like respond back uh, because text is a two-way communication channel and that's how it should be used. I, you know, and that's the interesting thing about email is it's actually really hard to get replies to an email. And that kind of sucks because getting replies to an email helps improve deliverability and get you into the inbox. Whereas like SMS really lends itself um, to replies. I don't know why that this happened, but like you'll get a way often you'll see a way higher reply rate with SMS than you do with email by far. And I really like, and then if you can actually re reply to it, that really impresses people. Cause that indi like, that's a good indicator to them. Like, Hey, they care. And you know, if I do have an issue post-purchase, I'll probably be able to get a response from somebody. That's very, it, uh, that two way street with SMS is very positive. Not that you can't do that with email, of course, but being able to do it with SMS is cool. And it's, it's very fast and it's very personal. Yeah. And I love customer support via text. Uh, it's one of those things where you want to text in your question, they, and then you go on, you go on by your day, right? And they respond back. You get it and respond back. Um, I, I think it just makes it very easy uh, to talk to customers through uh, through text. Um, but yeah, those are some of the flows that I recommend. Um, and I think I don't know if people have platforms, but I can also go into tell some me of the platforms tell that, me about your tools. Uh, what are your favorite <laughs> tools, Ari? Yeah, I don't have any favorite tools, uh, but I, I there's some tools that I'm reusing right now that I think will do the job. Um, uh, one of them is um, um, so attentive is more for like uh, if you're doing like much more revenue and traffic, attentive is really great. And also they work for with every platform, uh, whether you're custom or not. Postscript is a really great one. Uh, if you're on Shopify, you want to quickly integrate, get those opt in live. You can actually do that like right now. Um, and I guarantee you, if you have traffic, you probably generate revenue by tomorrow. Uh, so Postscript works really great. Uh, Yapo is also building a great um, text product. It's called SMS Bump that you can quickly launch um, and set up those flows. So those are some of the top three that I recommend for those that are uh, whether on Shopify or any other platform. Um, and their pricing is great. Um, and don't worry about pricing, though, because the ROI on text uh, I, I have so many customers always worry about the cost for text, uh, but once they start to see those revenue numbers come in, um, they kind of forget about how text could be expensive, but uh, because the ROI is so high, it just make it very insignificant. So uh, don't even worry about that. But these platforms have really great costs to get started with. I know Clavio also is doing text marketing. They've launched a lot more opt-ins, a lot more different ways that you can implement it. Um, so that's an, if you're using Clavio, that could be a great way to also start testing uh, within Clavio itself. Uh, but personally, I've always been a fan of standalone platforms. I haven't really found a platform that does everything really well yet. Interesting. Uh, if you know of one, please let me know. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Right, you, if you had to wave a magic wand, like what's the dream feature? What's the thing that's missing from SMS right now? Uh, the one thing that is really missing from text, I would say, is being able to purchase directly via text. Um, and obviously, like if you have right now, you can kind of do it, but it's not like as good as like we would hope it would be. So right now, like through recharge, if someone already has subscribed to a purchase, um, uh, you can get them to purchase again 
or if they're on a trial, you can get them to commit via text, like reply yes to subscribe, et cetera. Um, but where we need to be is I can send you a text with a product and you can buy it directly within text. Um, so I think that's something that's definitely uh, going to come. Uh, and I think it would be really cool if you could like, you know, through iMessage, buy the product directly with Apple Pay. Uh, I think that would really change oh. things up. Yeah, that would be uh, awesome. And, yeah, that would be a really amazing increase, a lot of conversion rates uh, for brands. But I think that's where we're he heading towards. Like I said earlier, text is uh, it work it's working really great right now, but people haven't really seen what this channel is going to be able to do. Yeah, we're scratching do. the surface on uh, this thing. Yeah. And we've been having yes. this conversation for like two years now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of things that are going to come for this channel, um, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. So definitely oh that would be such a good spot to wrap this up but we've got a final question <laughs> and i don't there's some others i cut this one i really don't when we talk about sms it's very like north american specific you know we we're talking about the u.s's federal trade commission in regards to this and so mary geraldine um from uh, gardens of the sun asks should we get into sms if we're not based in north america but two-thirds of our revenue is from sales to customers in North America. So she's in Bali, but most of her customers are here with us in the US. What should she, should she still invest in it? Oh yeah, 100%. As long as your customers are in the US, that's perfect. We had like a brand that is in the UK, but most of their customers is in, uh, are in the US. So they're using text marketing for that. Um, so it doesn't really matter if you're on the beach on Hawaii um, and your customers are even like in Europe. Uh, like you can use other tools to text them uh, in a different country, even though you're in a different country. So uh, same, like if you're in like in Europe, you can text your customers that are in the U.S. Um, so if you want to do international international texting, though, ManyChat is a great tool for that. Uh, they serve a lot more countries and their cost is really great as well. Um, so that's a platform that you could use uh, if you want to do if you're in the U.S., your customers are um, uh, in Europe or uh, other uh, continents you can use that okay huh anything i missed uh i think we covered a lot uh <laughs> got a lot of the main points we did that was a good one uh okay all right where can people go to learn more about you you mentioned the the state of dtc sms marketing report i found it i linked to it in the show notes um that looks really good and i linked to your agency convert smart so people can hire you if they're like look i want to get sms but i don't want to worry about it let's get ari on it get ari on it and what uh anything else um uh, i'm a simple guy you can find me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that's funny i've talked to you several times and you really you are a, a humble kind man <laughs> Yeah, you can find me at ConvertSmart.com or Ari at ConvertSmart.com. If you have any questions, uh, we can definitely chat. Honestly, like I, I can always talk about text marketing for hours and hours. Uh, I've done so much research and I've implemented so much. So if you have any simple questions, feel free uh, to ask me. Uh, but I do want to do one plug. You have a podcast uh, too. Plug that. <laughs> uh, not the podcast. Oh, yet, okay. Uh, <laughs> You'll have to plug two yeah. things now. <laughs> yeah so i recently started uh we, we we've been doing email marketing um for the past couple of months uh a little over half a year now uh and we've been giving brands these email clavio email marketing audits 
so our email team has a lot of experience. Our email marketing marketing manager has over 15 years of experience. So if you hold want on, the SMS guys at, getting into email? <laughs> no, like it's been requested by so many brands that, uh, like, think about it, right? Like, if you're sending your text messages, why not just send also your email? It makes it a lot easier to coordinate. Uh, both text and email and make sure that we're not duplicating content, et cetera. So it was very highly requested by brands. Okay. Um, so we decided to um, do it. And plus, we want to really own the conversation between the brands and their customers. So it just like a, it just logical, logically made sense to do it. Uh, so if you want a free email marketing audit too, uh, and I kid you not, I hate to be the person that brags, but this is going to be the best audit you've ever seen on this planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's quite, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, look, this, your marketing, your positioning, your messaging is soggy. You need to make some bold claims here. And Ari goes, look, I'm about to give you the, literally the best email audit you have ever seen or heard of. All right, how do I get this? I want it. <laughs> yeah, just go to conversesmart.com. If you request a free consultation, you can select if you want to chat about email, tech, text, or both. Uh, and then we can definitely get that set up for you. Uh, and yeah, lastly, I do have a podcast. Uh, I did have Kurt on that podcast. We had a great episode, so definitely check that out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you listen uh, to podcasts. What's it's it called? called? The personal. You're bearing the, the lead here. <laughs> the Personal Mastery Podcast. Personal Mastery Podcast. I like that name. Oh, and I found it. Okay, I will link. I will link to that as well. Okay, all right. This has been fabulous. I appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. If you've ever updated your Shopify theme, you know how time-consuming it can be, especially if you have to migrate customizations like app installs or language edits. Fortunately, there's a better way. The folks at Out of the Sandbox built a tool that makes updating your theme faster and significantly easier. It's called the Theme Updater app. With it, you can update your Out of the Sandbox or Pixel Union theme with the click of a button without losing any of your old settings, customizations, or app installations. You'll get email notifications whenever a new version of your theme is available. And with the Pro Plan option, you can enjoy access to priority theme support, retain custom language edits, and view template customizations to accelerate your theme updates. Start updating your theme today! Go to outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial to see the theme updater in action. And best of all, if you purchase Flex or Turbo using the code KURT20, you'll save 20% and get a year of access to the theme updater absolutely free. That's right. Save 20% and get one year of updates and upgrades for free. That's code KURT20 for 20% off Flex or Turbo and one year free of the Theme Updater app. Never miss out on another theme update again. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at ethercycle.com. Thanks for listening.